In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I welcome all of you on this great feast of our Lord's entry into Jerusalem. And I thank you for being patient with us um, as we are worshiping kind of in a weird location. And some of you are here, some of you are in the house, some of you are standing outside. Um, thank you for your patience and for um, your encouragement because if it wasn't for your encouragement and support, we wouldn't be here today. And we thank you for, um, uh, I mean, if you just think about where we were last year, I had, um, I was looking for my sermon that I did last year, and all I could find was a, a Zoom recording of me in my home uh, giving a sermon and doing the liturgy of the word. And uh, to be honest, it was rather depressing, and I'm glad that we're at a much better place this time around and I thank God for that and we thank God that we all could be here together and we uh, have to mourn those that are not able to be with us mourn those that have passed away in this last year um, mourn those that even are just sick and not able to attend uh, we ask that God be merciful on them repose those that have reposed and heal those that are sick for the sermon today which I hope will be short so I ask for your attention from the very beginning. I want to read um, a passage from a book written by um, a wonderful uh, theologian, a, a wonderful theolo a liturgical theologian. He, he knew a lot about the liturgy. Uh, his name was uh, Father Calivas. And the Father Calivas uh, wrote this passage about Palm Sunday that I want us to pay attention to. He said, Palm Sunday summons us, calls us to behold our King. Our King, the Word of God, who has been made flesh. We are called to behold Him, not simply as the one who came to us once riding on a colt, but as the one who is always present in His church, coming ceaselessly to us, in power and in glory at every Eucharist, in every prayer and sacrament, in every act of love, kindness, and mercy. So he's not just coming to us, and we're not just remembering him coming to us in the past, riding on a colt, but we also have to understand that he's always coming to us, ceaselessly coming to us, in full power and in full glory especially in the Eucharist, in our prayers together and in the sacraments and in every act of love that we commit and do towards others and that is done towards us in every act of kindness and in every act of mercy. He also comes to free us from all our fears and all our insecurities, to take solemn possession of our soul and to be enthroned in our hearts, as someone has said. So He comes to free us and to take possession of us and to be enthroned in us as King. He comes not only to deliver us from our deaths by His death and resurrection, but also to make us capable of attaining the most perfect fellowship 
and union with him. He is the king who liberates us from the darkness of sin and from the bondage of death. So Palm Sunday is calling us and summoning us to behold our king who is the vanquisher of death and the giver of life. Palm Sunday summons us to accept both the rule and the kingdom of God, to accept its rule as its power over us and the kingdom of God as the goal and the content of our Christian life. It's summoning us to take Christ as king and that his rule will, will be constant in our life and that we are committing to that. And our entire Christian life, the goal of it is to be fully in the kingdom of God. He goes on and he says, we draw our identity from Christ and his kingdom. Who are we? We're Christians. Who is our king? God. Jesus Christ came and he showed us God the Father as king. And where is our kingdom? Our kingdom is the kingdom of God. The kingdom is Christ. The kingdom is Christ. It is his indescribable power, his boundless mercy, his incomprehensible abundance given freely to all people. The kingdom does not lie at some point or in, in, in some place in the distant future. In the words of the Holy Scripture, the kingdom of God is not only at hand, but it is within us. And the kingdom is a present reality as well as a future reality. Now this kingdom of God, which is a present reality, as well as a future reality or a future realization, I want us to tie that to three points in the divine liturgy. Taking all that we just heard, understanding the kingdom of God, that we are members, it is our goal, it is our content of our life, this kingdom. At three points in the liturgy we say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And these three points re represent the past, represent the present, represent the future. The first point where we say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, is in the procession where we say, Alleluia, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save us. O Lord, straighten our ways. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We say this in this procession, and I know I've talked about it a little bit before in the past, and it's too much to get into right now. But this is a remembrance. First off, I should say something. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is a title of the Messiah. He who comes in the name of the Lord, or he who comes is a title of the Messiah, the coming one. So Christ, of course, is the Messiah. But when we say, blessed is he who comes, we are remembering our time. We were all, with, we were all there. Our time when we were in the desert, 
just like Israel was in the desert for 40 years. And God was with them. And this is a holy memory that we have and is preserved in that psalm, Psalm 117, Psalm 118. That holy memory of that psalm, uh, that's preserved in that psalm, we preserve it in our ritual here, remembering the time when God was among His people. They lived in the desert. Right? They lived in the desert. They didn't live in mansions. They didn't live in, in you know, sunny Southern California. They lived in the middle of the desert with no home. They lived in tents. And yet, that was the good time. Those were the good days. Because God fed them from bread from heaven, water from rocks, uh, from the rock, and, and He was with them. He was with them. He wasn't, like at that time, this was revolutionary. Usually a God was a God of a city, a God of a country. This God had no house, had no home. He was carried about by His people. This God resided with us, and we remember those days, with, as, and those were the sweetest days, and also we look forward to the day when we will be again living in the presence of God. Remember when uh, Peter said on the Mount of Tabor, Christ appears with Moses and Elijah, and He was illuminated, and He was transfigured, and He says, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build... Uh, three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was remembering those days. He said, this is just like it used to be. Let's build those tents and rest in, in the presence of God here. Of course, he did not understand that this was not the right time. It would come in the future. We say it a second time, the words, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. At the beginning of the Gospel, the priest says, or blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right? This is the second time where we say that because Christ is now present with us. He's present in His Word. He's present through the preaching of the homily. And He's always present with us. He says, Lo, I am with you always. And we remember Him always being with us, always teaching us, always guiding us, always shepherding us along the way, along our path here. Now the future. The future is when the priest or the, the bishop holds up the body and says the holies are for the holy, the holy body of Emmanuel our God. And, and what, what, what does everybody say? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Christ is coming to us now and it is a present reality of his kingdom now. We are living in his kingdom. If you do not know that you are living in His kingdom, you have to wake up. Wake up spiritually. Wake up intellectually. Wake up with, your, with all that you can to realize we are in the kingdom of God. And the only place, the only thing that matters is right here, in this place. We don't care. Before we were praying in a parking lot, now we're praying in a barn. It doesn't matter to us because Christ is here, Christ is present. And we are looking forward, forward to that time where He will be completely and fully and entirely present. When it will be a complete realization where we don't have to leave these doors ever again. Where we don't have to go back to paying the electrical bill, the mortgage. We don't have to pay, go back to, to the rest of the, of the uh, humdrum of, of our day-to-day -day life. There's a day when He will come and we will be with Him in the kingdom of heaven. And this is the day that we're preparing for. We say this is like practice here. 
Yes, Palm Sunday is a great day. But you know what also is a great day? Thomas Sunday is also a great day for all of you to come and be present here. Those Wednesday liturgies at 5 a.m. are also great to be at those as well. It's not just one day. This is to charge us and to recharge us and to recalibrate us and to reorient us so that we're again focused on the kingdom of God, shouting from the voice, from the, from the top of our lungs, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of David, Hosanna to the Son, uh, to the, to the Son of David, to the King of Israel, Hosanna in the highest. I'm going to read this passage again quickly and I hope for it to stay in our hearts and in our minds. Palm Sunday summons us to behold our King, the Word of God made flesh. We are called to behold Him, not simply as the one who came to us once riding on a colt, but as the one who is always present in His church, coming ceaselessly to us in power and in glory at every Eucharist, in every prayer, in every sacrament, in every act of love, in every act of kindness, in every act of mercy, he comes to us to free us from all our fears and our insecurities, to take solemn possession of our souls and to be enthroned in our hearts, as someone has said. He comes not only to deliver us from our deaths by His death and resurrection, but also to make us capable of attaining the most, the most perfect fellowship and the most perfect union with Him. He is the King who liberates us from the darkness of sin and the bondage of death. Palm Sunday summons us to behold our King, the vanquisher of death and the giver of life. Palm Sunday summons us to accept both the rule and the kingdom of God as the goal and as the content of our Christian life. We draw our identity from Christ and from His kingdom. The kingdom is Christ, His indescribable power, His boundless mercy, and incomprehensible abundance given freely to man. The kingdom does not lie at some point or some place in the distant future. In the words of the scripture, the kingdom of God is not only at hand, but it is within us. The kingdom is a present reality as well as a future real realization. To God be the glory, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.